Welcome to Chicana Moms Podcast, your host, Amapola Ramirez, a Chicana sharing a little bit of her heart to inspire and create change to all the Chicana sisters. Hola, Chicana Moms, ¿cómo están? Espero que estén muy bien. I hope you are safe. And your kids are safe and your whole family is safe. Um, thank you for clicking at Chicana Moms Podcast, our platform here for all of my Chicana moms. And you guys, I went live on Instagram to get ideas from you ladies on different topics um, that you would like me to touch base on. And I did get a lot of ideas. So thank you so much. If for some reason um, you weren't available to see the live Instagram, go ahead and DM me at the Chicana Moms podcast on Instagram and let me know of any topics that you would like for me to discuss. And also, I love to bring in guests so that they can share their knowledge as well. And yeah. So let me know. So in today's episode, you guys, I wanted to touch base on the distance learning. And we have a beautiful person today, La Maestra Patti. And she she is also a Chicana. And her parents came to the United States in the 70s from Jalisco, Mexico. And she was born and raised in Southern California. She attended Cal Poly Pomona where she received a BA in liberal studies. And Patti, La Maestra Patti, obtained her teaching credentials and MD in education from UCLA. She has been a bilingual kindergarten teacher, first and third grade teacher in Lenox for 20 years. Um, she is passionate about bilingual and dual language education, and she's an avid traveler and enjoys reading stories in Spanish with her daughter, Daniela. And she is really going to give us those tips, you guys. For those of you who are having a difficult time with your kiddos, um, with this dis distant learning, I wanted to be able to get ideas from a teacher herself, right? Like La Maestra Patti, so that she's able to give us an insight of what it is you know, to be a teacher in this whole crazy pandemic situation that we're going through and um, some tips on how, you know, we can help our kiddos. And this episode is targeted more to the young students. I will be touching base on how to help the adolescents, but this is more for the elementary age children. Okay, you guys. So um, stay tuned for the high school version of helping our our kids uh, with distant learning because it is also very helpful to get some tips to help our teenagers. But other than that, you guys, let's get started and listen to La Maestra Patti. Hola, Chicana moms. So thank you so much for being here. I have a beautiful guest today. And her name is Patti. Hola, Patti. ¿Cómo estás? Thank you for being hola, here. Hola, hola, Mapola. Estoy bien, gracias. Me da mucho gusto de estar aquí con ustedes. I'm glad to be here this oh. afternoon. Oh, thank you. 
So if you can introduce yourself to all the mommies out there, letting them know who you are and what you do, even though I already introduced you, but you share it. A ver, dinos. Okay, pues soy Patti. Um, I've been in uh, Los Angeles area my whole life. Uh, my family's from Jalisco, and I uh, have been here. Um, I actually haven't moved. I've stayed in Southern California. I've been teaching for about 20 years um, in the Los Angeles area, and I've been teaching um, primarily um, in Spanish, some English as well. And most of my experience in teaching is in kindergarten. Um, so I like working with the, the younger students. I have a three-year-old daughter named Daniela, and she just started preschool last month. So she's doing mm. distance learning um, preschool. So that's oh, been something wow. that, that we've been working with. Um, she has half an hour uh, a day sessions. And um, yeah, so we're at home. It's just she and I, and we do our very best to do the things that we need to do throughout the day. Oh, wow. And, and, y como, como le va, like, your daughter, se presta? What does that look like? Uh, a veces sí, a veces no. Si está bien descansada, sí. A veces quiere, a veces no quiere. Pero en, en general sí le gusta. Le gusta la idea de aprender, le gusta yeah. cantar, le gusta como explorar cosas de un tema, como esta semana exploramos los cinco sentidos. Oh, okay. Y toda la semana hemos estado haciendo activi actividades relacionadas a eso. Y le gusta mucho. She really enjoys um, the five senses of the thematic learning. Okay. So it, we kind of build it into what we do. And I kind of see little opportunities throughout the day. Okay, let's do this little taste testing activity or this smell activity. So I try to build it into what we're doing during the day. And um, mm. But yeah, it's, it's been fun. She's For the most part, she's, she's vested. She likes it, um, but it just depends. Sometimes if she doesn't get the right amount of rest, she's not up for it. But we do the best we can. And yeah. for example, yesterday it was eight o'clock and she was super, super duper asleep. Yeah. And I said, you know, I sent a message to the teacher. Daniela's really asleep. I'm not going to wake her up today. I mean, yeah. I, that was not something I'll do every day, but it just I made the call yesterday. We just have to adapt yeah. sometimes. Yeah. Go off the schedule. Yeah, I know. You're so right. You know, this is the thing where I've even um, shared that mental health, our children need that rest. I mean, when they're developing, right, their brain, their body, but also their mental health. Like sometimes it's okay. Hey, you know what? It looks like you're just super burned out also emotionally. Like, let me just give you that mental health day kind of thing. Like you said, not all the time, but up with no, yes. Pizza, right? <laughs> and, and I think that's the, the difference, you know, it's not, I don't take our responsibilities at school loosely and say, Oh, just, I don't feel like it. it's just like, yeah. you know, this was, this was our mental break day. And I, and I let her know yesterday throughout the day, you know, you took a break from school today, but tomorrow we're going to go back. We're going to make sure to go to bed earlier today. And she's like, okay, mommy. So she understands that like, she has that mm -hmm. responsibility, but we also have to, like you said, listen to our bodies and just, you know, give ourselves a little bit of a break. We can't always be on. It just doesn't work that way. Yeah. Yeah. You're right. You're right. And you also do obviously the distant learning with your students, right? Yes, we're um, we our schedule is we're completely um, online and we meet twice a day in the morning for uh, language arts and then in the afternoon we do math. Mm -hmm. So we have two segments during the day and this is kindergarten and um, our sessions are in the morning we do we do an hour and then in the afternoon we do half an hour. So we're on in, in between students have activities to complete um, independently. Okay. So that's how our, our structure runs. Okay. So let's see, share, 
if you can share with us your experience, your, you know, what is it that moms can do to be able to understand you guys as teachers? You know, how is it for you as a teacher? And then, and then we can touch base as to what tips, you know, you can give parents with this distant learning. Well, I think from our end, from the teacher's end, our job is to make sure that we provide students with uh, routine and structure um, that that we're le- that they're still learning. We might be physically out of school, but we still have goals. We still have things that we need to accomplish during the day. And I think mm-hmm. for me, I I push really hard to say, okay, this week we're going to focus on phonics. We're going to do the letter M and the letter P. And then, you know, we're also going to work on our um, numbers one to 10. We're going to work on our writing. I have certain goals that I want to accomplish, even though they're modified from what I would do in the classroom. But I think for me, my goal is to make sure that students have access to as much learning as they can since they're not in school. Mm-hmm. Um, and that I support parents, too, because there's, I think, so much, there's so many tools out there. And it's just a matter of finding the tools that work best for parents and also for the age group. And it's just, it's a lot of information. It is overwhelming. So I have to still deliver because I think some parents are ready for more. But then I also have to make sure that I support the parents that are not quite ready to, um, you know, to run with it as some are. So I have to look at the whole picture. I have to keep pushing, pushing, pushing. But I also have to support those parents that need that extra support. Mm, Okay. Yeah, especially because, yeah, everyone's lifestyle is so different. There's parents that work two jobs. There's, you know, um, every child is obviously their needs are different as well. So it sounds like you're you're very realistic into seeing that, hey, these this parents get it. The other parents, even if they don't get it, it's still OK. Everyone's on a different path. And how can I help you kind of thing? Right. Exactly. Yes. Mm-hmm. It's just under like looking at the whole picture and just trying to meet as many needs as possible. And I think that's that's the trickiest part. But that's that's really what I think I I feel like my responsibility is throughout the day, just being, you know, a little more supportive on some ends and just, you know, challenging those that are ready for for more. So that's yeah. the balance, I think. That's yeah. the balance. It's hard to achieve, but I think that's really what I try to do. Just, you know, be a resource in whatever way I need to be a resource. That's good. And and, parents. and also, right, encouraging the parents to ask the teacher for additional support or some parents probably haven't asked or thought of yeah. like, you know, I think I got this, but then they're burned out. So obviously it sounds like um, you're saying, you know, I'm here to help you, but also reach out to me. Right. And I, and I think some parents, some parents are really, they're, they're very proactive. They're mm-hmm. texting me multiple times, like for multiple things. And I respond, um, of course, but I think there's those parents that are, they seem like almost apologetic, like, oh, no, 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 no la quiero molestar, maestra. And I'm like, no mm. es molestia, es mi trabajo, por favor, pregúntenme. Sí. So I think I see it's either either or, like, either they're just asking questions, questions, or they're, oh, I feel really bad, I didn't ask you. No, you have to ask me, please ask me. So I try to, you know, I keep charts, I keep track of, you know, who's logging into what app or who's signing in. And mm-hmm. and I try, I can't get to everybody, obviously, in a day, I have 24 students. But I think every day I make it a goal. Let me contact these two or three parents. Like, let me reach out because then it becomes, you know, a good uh, conversation with the parents. I, I learn more. I think I know more about my students this year than mm-hmm. I have ever because I don't ever, you know, and typically you, you run what you do in the classroom and you occasionally make the parent contact. But now it's like it's mostly all parent contact, especially with yeah. the, yeah, the age group that I work with. 
So I've learned a lot more, but you know, it's taking the time to reach out just a, I can't, you know, couple a day and then we just go on to the next day and then reach a couple more. So yeah, I think that's what I try to keep in mind. Yeah. So like you mentioned, you work with kindergartners and obviously then there's the young, the, the kindergarten, first grade, second grade, I mean, that, that those ages, they're very, very active. So what are some recommendations, suggestions that you can give to those parents, like these moms that have that child that's very active and they just refuse to participate um, with the distant learning, you know, sitting there in front of the laptop or iPad? I think what's really important is making sure to build in um, stretch breaks, brain breaks within the day. I try to do that even in my sessions, my live Zoom sessions. Mm-hmm. I don't um, let them sit more than 15, 20 minutes. Like, okay, it's a 20 minute mark. Let's get up. Let's do a gold noodle activity. You know, it's a, kind of like a indoor PE yeah. activity. If you're not familiar with Go noodle, I would, it's also available at home. So you can go check that out. But I try myself when I, we're doing live, I try to build in the breaks in between to get them up and moving. Cause I can see it. I can see it on the screen. Yeah. You know, they're, they're trying really hard and I can tell there's some parents that are that are home to have the watchful eye on them. And that's great, but I don't have that expectation of them. I need them to stand up. We get up and we move. So I would encourage parents to do the same thing. Like, you know, with, let's say they have three apps to sign into and like two activities. Um, I would say never, ever, ever expect them to do it all at one sitting space it out. You know, let's take a break. Okay. What are we going to do right now? Let's tackle on this one app for 15 minutes. All right, now get up and take a break. Go play with your blocks. Get up and move. Let's do a quick walk around the block. Just get up and move. Like build in those breaks with all the assignments they have to do because I think that it's not a reasonable expectation Mm -hmm. to have students really of any age, but particularly the younger students, to sit through long blocks of time. So that's, I think, my, my best recommendation is to just chunk it out, make a schedule that's realistic, chunk it out, and then just you know, tackle on a couple of things at a time and also listen to your, your child. If they need that moment, you know, I, I saw a student that was crying on the screen mm-hmm. uh, the other day and I said, Oh my gosh, what's going on? What's going on? And I contacted the family after, and I found out the story, what was happening. I said, you know, if that happens again, you know, take a break, you know, it's okay to take a break. I can see he was like, physically, he was distressed. He can, he was yeah. crying. I just, I felt really bad for him, but it's like, you know, I feel like parents have that pressure. Like we must, we must, we must perform and, you know, it's like the yesterday I let Daniela sleep in. That was okay. You know, make that exception. You know, if you need to mm-hmm. make that call for your child, you know them best. You know, if it's just, you know, ah, they're not up to it or they're just trying to see what they can get away with. You know your children yeah. best. So you really know if they're not feeling well, give them that break because it's, it's overwhelming. It's a lot. This is not the way yeah. that things should be and it's not the way they'll always be. But I think for mm-hmm. now, we just have to really listen to them. We can't, you know, we have to kind of take a step back with that because you know in a traditional setting there is no mom and dad there are no mom there are no parents there regulating their children it's up to us you know to take care of that so you know i i kind of appreciate the support of the parents there you know helping them turn the page but at the same time they can kind of take a step back and just let them be let me do what i need to do too yeah yeah i like that because yeah it's right it's sometimes it's it's hard, like teaching them that independence, right? Yes. Um, to for them to figure it out, and eventually will, and then they'll. They, who can they ask? The teacher. The teacher's there. You know. Yes. Um, but and um, and I think this is where some 
moms, right, can also talk to the, the teachers and letting them know, hey, you know, if I start noticing that my child is not focusing, you know, is it okay if I take them away for like to go get fresh air and then come back, you know, those modifications, right? But it's all about yes. communication with the teacher, right? It is, it is. And, and making sure that parents know that you're available. I mean, I think you know, every teacher has a different level of comfort on how much they want, uh, you know, how much like I have they, my parents have my phone number my personal phone number mm-hmm. I'm available I text back pretty quickly um so they they know that and I I try to also just let them know uh, through example actually I don't make an ad you know an announcement but little things that I notice I try following up and it, I think that helps parents know hey you know this teacher cares like oh I, I just you know this was so-and-so's birthday on Sunday I, I recognize that the student looks so surprised like hey she knew that it's just that little extra um, connection with with them. So hopefully parents are comfortable with their teacher and sharing that, you know, being able to let them know something's going on and it's okay, you know, take care of it. It's okay. We'll be here. We'll be waiting when you're ready. Yeah. Yeah. And would you say that their emotional focus, like their emotional being is more important than academics at some point? Right now, 100%. Right now, I mean, I think when we're in session, it's a balance because we have the, you know, we have the pressure of pacing plans and this, Mm -hmm. this, that, and the other. But we have a full day of school and we have all the tools available to us that we're used to using. But I think right now, particularly like that, you cannot really prioritize academics over the emotional well-being. I think that's Mm -hmm. really and truly what, what we're here to do. You know, we're here to provide content, of course, and continue the, the learning path for them. But I think right now there's just so much, you know, uncertainty. Why are we home? Why can't we visit our primos? Why can't we do this? Like, I think that that's huge. And we've been home for half a year now. So I think, you know, even though they're young, they still know something else. They know a different way of living, being Mm -hmm. out, going to the park, doing things that they enjoy. And right now they're, you know, they, they know the script. Oh, you know, there's something bad and we can't, we have to stay home to stay safe. They have that script down, but I, I still think that it, you know, there's really no amount of explaining that you can do to a child that really helps them understand really why can't we just go out and do do the things that we're accustomed to doing. Mm-hmm. And I hear it with Daniela, too. You know, she's almost four, but she knows she says, I bichos en el aire, quiero oh. agarrar medicina para los bichos. You know, yeah. she wants it to be over, too, because she knows she can't see her cousins like she usually does. She can't go you know, have her sleepover with their friends, we know, whatever she does, yeah. um, it's, you know, we're restricted. So I think definitely taking the time and making sure they're okay because our way of life has been drastically altered. Mm-hmm. Yeah, definitely. I mean, and I think that's what happens, right? If, if us as parents feel that frustration at level 10, um, imagine the kids, right? They have such a big imagination that they sometimes expect the worst because it's so drastic. They, you know, cause they don't, sometimes don't understand. And then they ask and they do understand, like you said, they, they understand what's been happening. It's like, wait a minute. I don't see my primos anymore. Like what, wait, what, you mm-hmm. know, it's all this is ansiedad. Yes. Right. Yeah. Definitely. Yeah. The anxiety. So, um, what about like, you know, I wanted to touch base on this because I don't, I haven't seen anyone focus on this, but what is a good space area like in the home? Like what, what essentials are needed for the kids 
um, or what areas in the home should be avoided, I guess. Um, avoided? Well, I think everyone's working with different spaces. Mm -hmm. Some homes have more space than others. Some mm -hmm. homes share the home with multiple families or people. And I think it's hard to say um, what area can be avoided. Mm -hmm. I just think just minimizing the distractions, like wherever you choose, what cualquier rinconcito que encuentres, la, mi niña la tengo rinconada en, en, <laughs> en, la, en la sala, but that's her space. Yeah. And I make it a point to always have it clear of toys, have it clear of anything that could distract her. Mm -hmm. um, so wherever you need to set up is fine. Just make sure that there's really no, no distractions, the television's off, you know, things like that, yeah. that, you know, it might distract your child more. So just finding a place and also a place that doesn't necessarily have a lot of movement and like my rinconcito in the living room mm -hmm. is, you know, we really don't use it much. So I feel comfortable designating that space. We started posting a little, um, we started pitch posting some of her work on the wall just so she has a little more ownership, okay. you know, ownership of the space. Like, oh, yes, this is my trabajo. Mira, aquí está mi dibujo. Aquí está la letra D. So it's kind of a collection. You know, it's just a little corner, but it's her corner. And that's what I try to do. And it's just make clear it out and make sure that I respect that space and that we know we don't put stuff there that doesn't belong there. Just so that's her, that's her little zone. That's her little area. So I would just say, you know, be creative, but just make sure you um, respect that space for your child and kind of leave it clear of things and, you know, let them post some, you know, work, some drawing, some writing, whatever that they have that they feel proud of post it up and then that's kind of becomes their little classroom space in a sense yeah yeah that's that's good yeah like you said putting up some more of their personal like they did their own art or any anything that they've made right? yes okay and what about like for example you know I, I remember earlier you mentioned you know that your daughter is learning these senses but you you implemented on your own throughout the day throughout the week to continue that teaching, right? I think that's yes. what I understood from you. So yes. it sounds like that's another way that parents can also continue that, um, whatever topics that they're learning and in class, if it's like science or anything, like trying our best, would you say? Yes, I think so. And, I, and I, I'm mindful of that. So when I, for example, my teaching, uh, you know, this week we did friendship. That was the theme of the week. And I just, I'm just following our reading series, but I'm obviously modifying everything yeah. considerably. But our theme was friendship. So we talked about what makes a good friend. We read books about friends and uh, friendship. And I had them do some activities about friendship. So, you know, parents, if you, they kind of have their ears up, they can, you know, pay attention. Like, what is it that they're learning about this week? You know, and, yeah. and I think that's pretty much what the way, the standard way that teachers deliver even at home there's always a, a theme or a topic or a story or something. So I think, you know, taking the time to just kind of say, hey, so you read a story about, you know, friendship? Oh, you know, today we did um, a bucket filler book, you know, yeah. people that fill your buckets. And, you know, it was really nice. So we did a writing activity. So, um, you know, if parents can ask them, oh, what's one way to fill your bucket? And I try to tell students, too, you can fill your parents' buckets, too. Tell them something nice, you know, just making it, um, I guess, as interactive or as, um, you know, something that they have a takeaway from. So yeah. I think for parents, just kind of, you know, pop up that little ear and say, hmm, what are they learning? Or just ask ask your child, you know, ¿Qué aprendieron hoy? ¿Cuál libro te leo la maestra? I had a parent do that the other day because she was, you know, wasn't able to to be part of the class. So she asked her, her son, what book did you read? And he was able to tell her. And actually one day he wasn't able to tell her. So she asked me, what book did you guys read today? I just want to make sure he's on the right track. So yeah. 
you know, just anything to really help students know that that you're interested, that you're vested in what they're doing, that you want to know about it too. Yeah, that's that's a really, really good idea. Um, because obviously, <clears throat> excuse me, there's a lot of distractions. And like you said, sometimes they, don't, they won't grasp, they will not grasp everything, right? And even imagine like when they were in class, también pues a veces les pasaba algo. Pero at some point, um, you know, because there was repetition throughout the day or week in the class, it's, It's an important thing for us to do as parents um, as well. So do you think um, that you as a teacher, you know, like, I guess for the net, I mean, who knows when we're, this is going to end, right? Hopefully sooner than later. Pero los estudiantes, you know, que vas a recibir en el futuro. Like, do you think that at some point, because I'm preschool, right? There's kids that are going, it's preschool virtual también, like your daughter. No, well, yes. yeah, she's preschool. So you think as a teacher, because you teach kindergarten, you think that there's going to be a lot of catching up to do? Well, yes and no. I've, I've heard a lot about the pressure of like of catching them up. They're going to yeah. fall so far behind. I hear that a lot. That's a huge, huge legitimate concern that any parent um, could have. And I heard that a lot in the spring from parents. Se me va a trazar, se me va a trazar. Mm-hmm. But I mean, the way I see it, it's like everybody in the countries on this in we're all on the same exactly. page we're all not having access to the regular you know educational system that we have so yeah. you know in a sense we're all in the same boat are there learning gaps absolutely am i teaching the same way i do during session no i'm not but we're all in the same space it's not like your child has been excluded from school it's everybody's out mm-hmm. so i would just encourage parents you know definitely be mindful and try to take advantage of the learning opportunities that are out there with the, the apps and You know, obviously live instruction, but just be be patient and know that we're going to catch them up. Kids are resilient. They're intelligent. They might not, you know, it might take us a little while to get them back onto speed. But I mean, this time is just, it's an exception. It's not forever and we will catch them up. So I just think parents just take a deep breath. They're going to be okay. Mm-hmm. Kids, kids are resilient. You know, you hear the, the Katrina kids that were out of school for such a long time and now they're now grown and they're moving on to be professionals there, you know, things go on, you know, everything will be okay at one point. So just trust, trust that we'll take care of them. You know, teachers love what they do and they're going to make sure that, you know, we give them students what they need and they'll be okay. I think I I feel like, yes, there's going to be gaps, but they're going to be okay. We're going to catch them up. Yeah. Yeah, you're right. And and no perder esa esperanza, right? Um, that everything's gonna work out god's here with us i mean if you believe in you know everyone i know everyone's different but um bueno todo es posible and and this is cuando la unidad you know we have to seek each other um for support if if we don't find anyone that knows something go ask somebody else there's always a way to be creative and you know when i i looked up maestras you came up and i'm like oh my god i love her page and i was like hey i'm gonna ask her because i know that i was like her knowledge is gonna help you know other parents that are in that boat and obviously you as a teacher are giving that that input and and these tips that are gonna help um you know those moms out there who needed but yes. yeah i like i like the tips is there any other tips that you find are necessary that maybe you know, we haven't mentioned? Ah, so many. I mean, above all, I just, I mean, teachers, not even teachers are experts. I mean, 
if you want to know about reading, I can teach you and I can show you how to teach your child how to read. But, you know, I think we teachers are not experts. We're navigating this with parents. It's just, you know, little tips that I'm picking up as I go. You know, I, gosh, I mean, there's really, I think there's no manual, you know, there's manuals for everything else, but there is no manual for distance learning. And I think that's, that's the challenge. But I think you said something really important is just not being afraid to ask for help, not being afraid to just reach out and, you know, figuring things out. And just, I think more than anything, just, you know, being patient and also don't be so hard on yourself, except the things that you can't control right now. There's so much that we can't control Mm -hmm. and, you know, with technology failing and those parents that have to work and leave their children behind with somebody else, like just, you know, accept those things and just try to work with whatever um, you can, you know, just, you know, asking for help, however you can, enlisting yeah. you know, an, an older sibling. Or I actually commend a lot of the babysitters out there. They're, you know, they have my phone number and I said, llámenme, llámenme, pregúnteme. You know, they're, they become the parents during the school hours. So, you yeah. know, ask, ask for help. A lot of people are willing to lend that extra hand. I think it's just a matter of asking. I think we try sometimes say, oh, yo puedo, yo puedo. But yeah. right now I think it's okay to ask for help. You know, I know some parents are harder on themselves. Like, no, well, it's my child. I have to do it. Well, these are unusual circumstances. So don't be afraid to ask for help. Yeah. Yeah, you're right. Not not being afraid of thinking like, oh, you have to have it all put together. And <clears throat> we don't. We don't. We don't. No one's perfect. And we just have to make the best with what we can, like you said. Yes. Definitely. Definitely. So, um. I don't, you know, if you want to share where, you know, moms can find you, if they have maybe any question or they can follow you, what is your Instagram, which I'll be putting it as well, but any other platforms? I'm mostly on Instagram. You can find me there. It's La Maestra Pati. I'm there. I'm, that's the easiest way. Yeah. Okay. I don't really use Facebook as much, but I'm usually just on Instagram. Okay. Mm. Okay. Perfect. Well, thank you so much. Um, Patty, for taking the time and to giving us these tips because distant learning is obviously, you know, like we've been saying, it's not that easy, but our kids are very resilient. And I think us as parents, as adults, we're resilient as well. Sometimes we forget how amazing we can be and not giving up. But thank you so much. Te agradezco por tu tiempo. No, gracias a ti, Amapola. Agradezco la, la oportunidad de, de estar aquí con ustedes y cualquier cosa. Estoy aquí a ver cómo puedo ayudar. Okay, gracias. Thank gracias. you, Chicana Moms, and um, stay tuned for more. Adiós. You can follow me on Instagram at Chicana Moms Podcast, Chicana Health Coach, and La Chicana Therapist. Please leave your feedback. I would love to hear from you. Rate us on iTunes, an Anchor, or SoundCloud, or anywhere where you can listen to podcasts. Adios.